0: Welcome to Everything's Totally Fine. I'm Allie Hawk, and I'll be your host this week. Every other Tuesday, we bring you people who share stories about their lives. These aren't just any people, they're the toughest we can find. Join us to hear about the times we pretend everything's totally fine. So we have Sean today, Mr. Sean Keene.
1: Hey, how's it going? I'm Sean Keene.
0: He's written jokes for Network TV, and he currently hosts a show in Echo Park called The Business. And today's episode will start with a love story. Kind of.
1: A Saturday morning, I'm waking up at a uh, Radisson Inn in Monterey, California. Um, I had gone down there with my girlfriend at the time. The uh, Things were not particularly going well, but... Uh,
0: and you knew it. You knew that. Oh, are, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, we had had a fight two weeks earlier where um, we'd gotten into an argument about whether it was OK to heckle at stand-up comedy shows. Mm-hmm. And I was doing stand-up. She went to a different stand-up show and was like heckling. And then I oh, was like, shoot. I'm Sean's girlfriend. And I'm like, please don't do that. Anyway, that happened. And I was still like, well, we should still be together mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. Um, so we had not, it had not been going well. And then the night before, I had had an opportunity to do a comedy show with my regular San Francisco show. All of us go to Monterey for this Friday night show. Saturday, there was a big concert at the Monterey County Fairgrounds. Okay. And I was like, let's do it. We'll go out to Monterey. We'll get a hotel room. We'll go to that concert. It'll be a great romantic weekend.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, So we go to the comedy show on Thursday night. There are four people in the audience. One of them is my sister, and another one is her boyfriend. Okay. Oh, yeah, I guess we're five counting my girlfriend. So (laughs) uh, just this disaster show. We then go to a Radisson Inn. I had, like, taken her to Wendy's, and then she fell asleep on the bed. And then she woke me up at, like, 7 a.m. to break up with me.
0: She woke you up to break up with you. Yeah, it
1: was like seven in the morning. It was like <laughs> very, it was very early, and I was like so confused and mad. But I don't really know how to be mad, really, or like like to fight with people exactly. So I, I just decided I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take a shower and I'm gonna sell these concert tickets. And her response was like, "What? Don't you want to go to the concert and have one more day together?" And I said, "No, I don't want to go." And I, I went and I took a shower in this terrible hotel bathroom. And it was just just seething. But I didn't I was like, you can't you can't yell at her. You can't you can't be too mad. And so the most aggressive thing I could think to do was to get out of the shower and just not get dressed. So I was just like pouting, basically. And that, that was like the most violent thing I could think of. Like I'm going to assault her with the visual of my naked body like that's gonna be the revenge and so i'm like using a laptop trying to sell tickets on craigslist totally naked she's trying to talk to me about like the relationship and the logistics and i'm just like what should i list these for like asking like so mad these questions um and at one point she just (laughs) interrupts me and says like Sean, could you please put clothes on? And this is the angriest thing I said the whole time, which was, "You can't tell me what to do anymore." <laughs> and so, she, she was, was very like, um, like a baby, like a baby, <laughs> like a baby, like a baby, like not wearing clothes, just like arms folded. <laughs> and it's still like eight a.m. Like no one else is even up in this. So we end up meeting somebody at Starbucks, and I sell the tickets for. Five dollars under face value. I don't know why I did that again. Like, oh, I don't wanna. I don't wanna bother anyone. I'm scalping these tickets too. Yeah.
0: Um, so you gave him a
1: discount. I along. gave him a discount. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I had to drive her home from Monterey because I'd driven her down there. She didn't have a car. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I drove her back, and the mm-hmm. whole time, trying to act not mad, like really trying to like, I'm not mad.
0: And That's but fine. why? What's wrong? What in that situation? <laughs> why was it wrong to be mad?
1: I don't know. It was like, it was like, I knew I had to drive her for like an hour and a half or two hours. And I don't know if I was like, oh, I got to preserve the relationship or like, oh, I don't want to be a dick. Okay. But I don't, there's no logic behind it. Mm -hmm. And then she was like giving me relationship advice about how, you know, I didn't need to be afraid to date someone hot. Really setting me off. And I'm like, we just gotta, just gotta be chill about this. And so like halfway there uh, from Monterey to San Francisco, there's this uh, regional park called Big Basin, which is just like a big park full of redwoods. Mm-hmm. And I just, I like at some point I'm just seething and I decide, I want to go for a hike. And I like pull in there mm-hmm. and my, my ex-girlfriend is like, okay, um, you want to go for a hike? I'm like, yeah, I just want to go for a hike. And not realizing that, like, pulling in after a breakup to, like, a remote forest is, like, what a murderer does. So... Yeah. And then we went on a hike for, like, 45 minutes, and...
0: And did you feel better afterwards? I did
1: actually feel better afterwards, but I think just because, like, I was kind of more tired. Uh Uh-huh. And then, like
0: and like something you'd wanted to do had been honored and you were like okay.
1: yeah exactly like like yeah i'm taking some control of this situation mm-hmm. and then proceeded to then buy her lunch oh, and no. then we both like had like two beers at lunch we were like a little bit drunk i continued to drive her home
0: uh-huh.
1: we ended up renting uh, the movie the girl with the dragon tattoo
0: so you got, you got back and continued to hang out.
1: Continued to hang out. Got a red box of a movie with two disturbing rape scenes in it. <laughs> um, Who picked that? Uh, I think she did. Okay. Um, I don't think I... I'm, I'm trying to... I may have even seen that movie before. <laughs> I feel...
0: And were you hanging out to... Like, why were you continuing... Were you like, we can maybe save this?
1: I think it was like, we can maybe save this... Uh, Yeah, like, ate a pizza, had really uh, awkward, disappointing sex Uh in a shower, and then watched the girl with the dragon tattoo, and uh, that was it. That was it for our relationship, (laughs) except that, uh, like, a week and a half later, um, her, like, old Mm -hmm. college boyfriend from Australia was visiting, Mm -hmm. and so she was, like, going on a road trip with him. And I uh, agreed to feed her three-legged cat throughout this experience,
0: while she was on her trip with a with With another guy. (laughs) And
1: of course, was not. I'm not like I wasn't like a good person here because I was still passive aggressively being like, "Hope you're having fun," you know, or (laughs) like, "What if her laptop's here?" Like, like, like thinking about trying to stalk her and then feeling bad about like checking on her.
0: And then after that, it fizzled out like after she came back like was there a clear end point or you guys like it was no like a we sl-
1: ended it ended with me taking care of a cat while she was on Probably a pretty sexy vacation with her old hot Australian boyfriend <laughs> yes
0: Today's episode is brought to you by UR sportswear. Sportswear company designed by women for women so that everyone can feel comfortable when working out. Go to URSportswear.com and enter the promo code ETF Show to get ten percent off your order.
1: I used to work at this nonprofit legal defense place, so we just have like the uh, if you were in the Bay Area, the San Francisco Bay Area, you committed a felony and you didn't have any money, we would give you an attorney. And I had a very general administrative assistant position. We got a new IT guy at one point who got very enamored with the Occupy movement. So this is like fall of 2011, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and he started like, uh, he would start like wearing all black to the office, uh, he would go to rallies. Uh, I think on two separate occasions he had to call in sick from jail.
0: Oh my gosh! And
1: wow. which might have worked in a different workplace that wasn't fielding like fifty phone calls from jail every time. Because once he was just like, oh, I can't make it in, and then you'd hear that this call will be recorded. And that's like, come on, man! <laughs> but he didn't have to answer the phone because he was the IT guy, so he never talked to our clients. Who were often incarcerated. So
0: so he didn't know that that was obvious. He
1: didn't him. know it was obvious. And eventually they were like, and because it was a non-profit, there's like, firing someone is, I mean, a non-profit, that's, that's another reason it fits with me so much. Where I'm like, well, I can't imagine firing anyone either. Like, what if we just <laughs> sent them a strongly worded letter? Or, <laughs> like, literally everything that would happen when people would leave would be just, like, crossing their fingers and hoping that people would just quit. And he didn't want to fire anybody. Right. But but as he was gone, I just started filling in with the IT tasks. My job used to be really easy, and then it became difficult just because I was, like, unqualified. And right.
0: And you were feeling, like, really personally responsible?
1: Very personally responsible. Like, definitely it was up to me. Um, even though they just, you know, hadn't hired a rep- They tried to hire a replacement, and he quit before taking the job because he got a better job.
0: Okay. You know, because
1: it just didn't pay that well. It's in San mm-hmm. Francisco. hmm and so instead of, like, speaking up or talking to three or four incredibly kind people, and I was kind of like, I'm going to quit. And like, Not really thinking of a plan, but only because of it being hard. So I...
0: And, you, and there wasn't an option of like, I should just ask if I could only do my job. Instead. Right,
1: right. Or, like, can someone else help me? Or, like, is, is there, like, a class? Or, yeah, like, can someone take over the other responsibilities. And so I just had a meeting with my manager and I'm like, I'm quitting, like I can give you guys a bunch of notice, like, but that's it. And then my boss sent me an email like an hour later that was almost like confused. <laughs> like like wait, you're quit like are you After Are you conversation. moving? Well, I talked to my manager and she's oh, like, okay. well, you know I have to tell the boss. I'm like, that's fine. Tell him. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, my undramatic quitting. <laughs> and then they offered me a raise of $1,200 to become the IT guy. And I was like, that's an insult. I, like, dramatically, I was like, look, if I stay, things are going to have to change. I'm going to need some consideration. My comedy, like, I've got to, you know, did a textbook for this IT stuff. And... Uh, I'm gonna need eight thousand an eight thousand dollar a year raise. I'm like getting very quiet at the end of it, like almost almost whispering the number. And then, um, my boss and the assistant director looked at each other like, Really? That's all he's and like within seconds we're like, Great, that sounds good. We'll draw that up and then I was like, Oh, I didn't that's for enough money at all. <laughs> you weren't really making very much money when you started, <laughs> Sean. So I was like, I was like, a, I think I was an IT guy making like forty to fifty thousand dollars a year below the market rate, and then continued to work another two and a half years, I think. And, and even then, I even then I gave them I think seven weeks notice, oh my but God. I. <laughs> 1999. So I was. at This is the summer I turned 20, giving out my age here in Hollywood. Um, but I uh, I was an assistant coach for the swim team. It was my third year of being an assistant for this team, the Penguins, and it was the team I had swum on in the past. The entire team is like kids that I've been like swimming with or like babysat for when they were babies and stuff like that mm-hmm. and my mom taught a lot of them in her preschool class. Okay. So, it was like a lot of people that I was pretty intertwined with. Right. So, the for for 2 years we had had this great older head coach who was like probably I mean, I I have no sense but like late 30s, early 40s, like he was like mm-hmm. a dad. So this year he had told us in like early July that he was not going to come back, but he didn't want us to tell the bosses that he wasn't coming back. So he just said, "Look, like, look, I'm leaving at the end of summer. I want to recommend that you two guys become the co-head coaches when I leave. But I would really like you to tell the bosses that you guys would be totally willing to continue as assistants. So
0: that's a weird power move, kind of.
1: Right? But we were kind of like, yeah, all right, like, like we'd love to be co. Mm-hmm. head coaches like like we got along well working for this team that we built swum on since we were little kids mm-hmm. and like co-head coaches like a little bit more money mm-hmm. whatever um and so this is like the status quo for the last two months the bosses asked at one point like try to get coach andrew to stick around and i said well like yeah yeah you know we'll be we would love to come back as assistants we love this team winking to each other like See, we like, got, got this yeah. we're set Um, The end of the summer is the big county championship meet. At the same time they have something that is called the junior county meet, which is at a very different location. They're Mm -hmm. both like long two-day meets Mm -hmm. and junior county anyone can swim at. It's like a dollar per event or whatever. Okay. So uh, our head coach and my co-assistant coach both go to the county championships I'm spending the entire weekend at the Junior County Championship. Two full-day meets, and then Sunday night, at the end of all these meets, we're having our awards dinner. There's, like, pizza at the swim club. We give out the trophies for, like, the high-point winner, the most improved. Uh, And, like, five minutes before it's about to start, the head coach takes me aside and tells me that, actually, he's going to stay at the pool. And I'm, like, my stomach just drops out. and But I was just, like, so crushed and so disappointed.
0: Because you spent two months looking forward to being Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like,
1: planning and being like, yeah, we'll be the head coaches together. This is what you'll do. But then had to just go through, like, a two-hour ceremony of hanging out with, like, five-year-olds and kids and giving out awards and, like, celebrating the season and the whole time just being like, I'm never gonna be back here. I'm not gonna coach these kids again and like
0: Oh gosh, that had changed so dramatically. Yeah, it
1: was all because I because also I was like it was fun, like like the junior county meet, there's no real champions at that, but some kids like beat their times and like, this little kid made it all the way down the pool. We didn't have to pull him out <laughs> and then I'm like making speeches about these kids and my sister, my little sister was like, it was weird how you were, seemed like you were almost getting choked up talking about the nine ten who beat her time by the most. I was just like, you know, she's backstroke specifically, cut down so much time.
0: Like, being just like, like, getting like getting really being emotional at these
1: little kid things. And some of the parents were like, man, he just loves this team so much. And I really did love the team that much, but... It was just such a strange thing, and also just realizing, like, because it because the the time was so short, it was like, I was going back to college like the next day, mm-hmm. and it was just like, oh, I'm not gonna be working here ever again. And so Whoa. it was, like, this really – and I could have. I could have come back the next year, but I was, like
0: – You decided because of the way that was handled that you didn't want to?
1: Like, immediately I was just, like, screw that coach. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to go somewhere else. And then I, I became the coach for a team called the Beavers the next summer.
0: Oh, so yeah. you were you a head coach then?
1: I did, but only partially because they – Awkwardly fired the head coach because of her. She, I don't remember exactly how it worked, but she missed a lot of time.
0: Okay, but there's a sounds like there's a lot of politics in these. It's weirdly
1: very political. Yeah. Later, I remember uh, I lost a potential head coaching opportunity because um, my roommate's message for our home answering machine was "leave a message or the terrorists win." And someone, like, called me directly and, like, like sent me... A, no, I'm sorry. He sent me an email that was, like, I just thought that answering machine was in poor taste, and I don't think that's who we want leading oh my our God. group of swimmers.
0: <laughs> Have you checked out UR Sportswear yet? If not, you should. clothes are really cool, and if you enter the promo code ETFSHOW, you get 10% off.
1: So my older sister had an eating disorder when we were growing up, like she was, she was anorexic and it was like a struggle for a while. It eventually got to the point when she was in high school where she did this um, residential treatment thing, like all the way in San Diego. And uh, Mm -hmm. we came down to visit her because we just like she was there for like months, and we went down to visit. And but we also had to do like intense family therapy Uh during the thing. So these the two lead therapists were both um, women from Iran who had like very heavy Persian accents, Mm -hmm. and uh, one of them just had this theory that with my my sister being away from the house that meant that me and my two other sisters were going to start acting out and because like there had we, we had been toning down our behavior to be accommodating mm. and we had this weird long argument where my parents are like, Well actually I mean it's been a couple months, they're not really acting out at all and she was like, Oh, they'll act out like that's that's <laughs> like like arguing with her about whether we would become like deviant or start messing things up. Uh, they also said that we should when we ate as a family mm-hmm. put an extra chair at the table for the eating disorder because it was like it was this part of the family the, the oh, family that we hadn't like acknowledged and we're like no, it's pretty it's pretty noticeable at a meal right. that this is an issue. It got to it got to a point where I was sort of like the whole time being like, yeah, it's fine. You Do all this stuff.
0: Okay. And Whatever they said. And eventually like, okay, got yeah. like
1: grilled to the point where I started crying. And I'm like, I think I was 15 at the time. Uh-huh. Like crying about it and the, and all I could all I could think of like in terms of advocating for myself was like, I feel like Charlie Brown when the football's there and it just gets pulled away. And <laughs> and, and the therapist did not understand that cultural reference at all. And so I ended up like kind of explaining peanuts at the same time where I was kind of like, he, he's cry. a lovable loser and he's really a spores and Lucy's kind of mean, but she's also a therapist and, and
0: still real parents. And just, and like
1: mm-hmm. just this insane thing as yes, everyone's like not interrupting because I'm
0: your whole family's there. My
1: whole family's there. And your, is your
0: sister there too?
1: My sister's there too. Mm-hmm. And it's like but it looks like I'm having an emotional breakthrough, but I really had to spend a lot of time on like the details of the Peanuts universe. And no one wants to interrupt because I'm crying a little bit. But also like everyone's like not necessary. This is not like relevant. Like Snoopy's not even in this analogy and it's very <laughs> difficult to explain to someone who you know like moved from their home country at like 25 like that's not the comics are not a part of their life in america uh yeah and then and then uh the next day my sister had committed some kind of rules violation Mm -hmm. so we weren't allowed to visit her Mm -hmm. and uh we just like went to the beach in san diego and it was like the greatest (laughs) and then i i also wiped out on a bike and like (laughs) <laughs> really skid my knees kind of badly, and then felt like
0: you started to act out. Was was that I guess I you was know?
1: acting. Yeah, you know, I was clumsiness acting out. And I also I do remember though, as I was like picking pieces of gravel out of my knee, I was like, oh, I kind of deserve this for saying that I I was sick of the eating disorder. <laughs> like I I should have been nicer about that.
0: So, you went through a, You processed a lot. I processed a this, lot through my sister's therapy. Through my
1: sister's therapy. I learned a lot about, I guess, guilt and <laughs> how I can make bad things happen in the world for standing up for myself, I guess? I don't know.
0: Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, then, because. Then that guy grew up to take care of his ex girlfriend's cat three legged cat, yeah. And then work in IT for two years longer than he needed
1: to. Yeah, then when I when really like everybody everybody I talked to about quitting that IT job was like, Oh great, finally, great, you can just follow your creative process. and then like two days later like Guess who just got an eight thousand dollar raise, bitches. <laughs> So like, that's not.
0: It just, it sounds like in a pivotal time in your life when you're supposed to learn the lesson of closure, you just started it. You just explained the peanuts. And then since yeah. you never had that, that's just I've never thought. had, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, like if I just had a little more cultural common ground, if someone had been like, yeah, and you're like, this eating disorder is like your blanket and your line is, I would have like made some mm-hmm. connection. But instead, like, nope.
0: Now whenever there's any like big decision needs to be made, it just gets diffused. And yeah, diffused. and
1: I just want to explain the trivial nature <laughs> of everything that's going on.
0: That's our show. Our theme music is by Danny Janino, and our art is by Jen Hamilton. Special thanks also this week to our sponsor, UR Sportswear. If you're still listening, please take a second to write us a review in iTunes. It goes a long way. Thanks for listening.